Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. And today I had the wonderful pleasure of speaking with my friend, Liz Johnson. And Liz is an owner and a care planning consultant for seniors. So we talked about caring for seniors. That's the big topic of the day for me in my personal life. And also I've known Liz for, I don't know, about eight or nine months now. And she is just such an incredible, dynamic woman. And she's just always has a wonderful mindset and attitude, a pleasure to be around. You are going to love listening to Liz just in general, like for who she is, but also the wisdom that she brings in this episode is beyond. It was so valuable. And I think that anybody, you know, you could be in your 20s or 30s, but most of the people listening are more, a little bit older, 40s, 50s, 60s. But at whatever age you are, at some point, almost all of us are going to be caring for a senior, right? Whether it's our parents or siblings or somebody in our lives, aunts, uncles. So the perspective, the mindset around this is so important. And there are so many resources. It's just like any other major, major transition in our lives, such as having a baby. You know, when you have a baby, you want to find resources. You don't just wing it, right? So this is a similar type of situation. And so Liz talks about the mindset and self-care things you can do, but also just getting a little bit into how to approach this time in our lives and getting the resources that we need. So enjoy. Hello, Liz. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Good morning, Jill. I am honored and privileged uh, to be part of this podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored to have you as well as a guest. So we have a lot of interesting things that we're going to talk about, but I wanted to start off with the idea of challenges in life, right? You mentioned that we all like life is about challenges, right? We have personal professional challenges. And I thought maybe we could start off with your thoughts around that, like, like overcoming challenges. And, you know, <laughs> how do we overcome challenges in life? Although I think it's always a process, right? Like when we say overcome, that's kind of a... It certainly is a process because we all have different challenges in life. I've had professional challenges as, you know, trying to climb the corporate ladder as a woman. And I've also had personal challenges dealing with family issues. But at the heart of the matter to all of my challenges is that I've always felt the ability to solve whatever it was. And it's more about what is your mindset because mm. mind controls everything that we do. So I meditate, I pray, because what happens is we attract whatever is happening. There are things that are happening that it's not our fault. For example, I'm in the business of senior care. I've always loved taking care of my family because my relatives, they came from another country. My grandmother was my best friend and she taught me a lot. Mm. And when you see someone debilitating and getting sick, that is a part of life. And what we have to think and take a step back is, what is it that I can do to do better to help this situation 
although it's not my fault. Because I find, especially women, when something goes wrong, even if we didn't do anything, we always feel that somehow or other it's our fault. Mm. These challenges are ways to make us stronger and to be able to deal when things are very tough. So my recipe is meditation and prayer. Mm. I start my morning every day, you know, with being thankful, being grateful. How can I serve others? And that is a change in shift versus thinking selfishly, like, I want this for myself, I want that. Yes, we want those things and it's good to have them. But when we are involved in helping other people, we are actually helping ourselves because Jill, doesn't it feel good when you help somebody and they thank you, Jill, I'm so grateful that you did this for me. It totally changes your mindset, even if you were having a day that was not going the way you wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love what you said about how getting sick is a part of life. Yeah. I think that's a really, you know, because I've shared with you, but maybe people listening didn't know, but my father is aging and he's had a lot of health challenges and now he's in a skilled nursing facility, which is colloquially known as a nursing home. (laughs) I've learned a lot in this process, but it is really difficult to see somebody who was your parent, right? Or was a very strong figure, like you mentioned, in your life, be weak and not able to do basic things that, you know, one has done your entire life. So um, the idea that getting sick is a part of life, I think is very powerful that, and I think it also will alleviate some of that guilt because I think part yeah. of this process is, is a lot I, don't, of guilt. I don't necessarily think that hit, well, I know that him being sick is not my fault, but the care, the stuff that goes around it, right? Oh, am I making the right decisions? Oh, I'm, I, you know, I have to go home and cook dinner. I don't want to leave him alone. Like that kind of stuff feels like there's a lot of guilt. But if you think of it as this is part of life. It is part of life because think about life in this vein. Nothing ever stays the same. Things are going to happen. People get sick anywhere from a cold, not feeling well today, I have a bellyache, to a disease that could be serious. So many times as a care planning consultant for seniors, which is what I do, I explain to people my story. And my story is that I made a promise to my mother, (laughs) never put me in a nursing home. I was 17 years of age when she told me this. And I said, okay, I won't. But this is what happens. My mom, I noticed that she was developing some memory issues that I recognized that it was the beginning of Alzheimer's dementia because it runs in my family. Mm -hmm. I also have a a background working in, in pharmaceuticals, knowing all of the different medications that would be good for my mother. So when we think of life, everything, every knowledge that I know, bringing it here to help other people. And I was able to reflect and accept that my mother was not going to get better. It was going to get worse. So I had her at home. 
Um, I, I bought an apartment right near me with home health aides. And when that became a situation that that was not the answer because she tried to leave the house in the middle of the night, that's when I said, it is time for my mother to be in a long-term care facility Mm -hmm. because there, there is full medical care. She is well protected. She can't leave. And if there is a medical condition that happens while she's there. They have nurses, they have supervisors, they will be able to handle this. Yeah. And I would go visit and the same home health aide that took care of her at home, I had her working Monday through Friday for eight hours. The moment she woke up until she would go to sleep. Because why did I do that? It gave me time for respite. So mm-hmm. I would not visit my mother Monday through Friday. I would go on the weekends oh. because part of what we need to do, it's like the oxygen mask on an airplane. Yeah. You have to first take care of yourself to help others. Yeah. So in order for me to, to help my mother, for her to be well, I had to be better. And many times we don't take care of ourselves. We start feeling this guilt. One thing that I noticed that happens with everybody, whatever the relationship was in the past with your parent, if it was not a good one, now people feel, oh, I got to take care of this person and we never got along. But if if we look at it from a divine way, this person gave birth, got you here. So if we are all here to help other people, why not help your parent in the moment of need mm. versus being selfish? I didn't, I didn't like her. She didn't, she didn't raise me well, but here we are. So if we look at it from that perspective and get them the care that they need, even if it's not with family, because what people want to do is recruit family to take care of a parent. Yes. Family, they have jobs, they yeah. have a, they have spouses, they have children. You can't do everything. So that's why resources should be used for an aging loved one through home health care, through a consultant like as myself that I can guide someone through the process. And many of these long-term care places are beautiful. They're not the way they used to be in the past. There are good people working there that they have their own loved ones and they understand the importance of taking care of a resident that is in their community. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I have so many thoughts. Um, (laughs) First of all, I want to go all the way back to when you said nothing stays the same. Yes. And that process of acceptance, I think that's really important. And it feels it's something that's easy to forget. Yes. You know, so I, I really appreciate that you brought that up because it's so easy to go. Why me or why now or why this or, you know, all of that stuff. And it's like, well, like you said, that's sort of the nature of life, right? Like having challenges. But um, I also really appreciate what you said about gosh, there must be so many people who have these, you know, we all have complex relationships with our parents. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who 
they're even estranged from their parents. Yeah. And then when that happens as a human being, it's for the vast majority of people pretty much impossible to just say, oh, well, oh, well someone else can take care of it. Like, no matter how much you may hate your parents, <laughs> that's in, it's inhumane. And you, you know that, right? So then you're dealing with even more complex emotions. But so I, th I like what you said, you know, look, we're all here. We are here on this earth to help. I believe that I, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you, Liz. I think that we are here to help whether it's helping other human beings directly or indirectly. Maybe you sit in your studio and you paint and you help people that way. I think we're all here to make the world a better place and help people. And that's what gives us our drive to live. Absolutely, Jill, because, you know, a thought that, that really is resonating as you're speaking. When someone passes away and here is the wake, everybody comes. Yeah. You have been cousins in years. Yeah. And think about, yes, we're celebrating the person's life at the wake. But why do we have to wait um, to, to be good with one another until someone passes away? So if look at it from that perspective and go backwards, wouldn't it be fitting to start being right with people while they're alive? Mm -hmm. I had a complex relationship with my dad. Loved him, a great person. My parents got divorced. My father moved to his country of Jamaica. And for years, I, I did not speak to him because I was angry. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mom was always a person that never spoke negatively about my father. She said our marriage didn't work, but he, he blessed me with two beautiful children. Mm -hmm. And I cannot say anything negative about him. Our marriage didn't work. So I want you to think about that for a second. She's saying this to me, and she probably went through things with my father that I didn't know about because you know how parents, they shelter us from sure. those things. So I started going to visit him with my brother and I did it more for me than mm. for him because I was carrying this heavy heart. So when he passed away in Jamaica, I remember telling my mother, I'm not sure that I wanna go. And this is the one thing that she said, going to pay respect to someone is not something that you can reschedule. You're either going to do it or not do it. And I want you to think about that, Elizabeth, because you can do whatever you want and I will support you. But this is what I don't want, that now he's laid to rest, <laughs> he's buried, and now you're gonna have these emotions of woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. So I went and it helped to um, relieve all of these things because when I saw my dad laying there, the memories that it was like flashes were all of the good things mm. from, from I was a child all the way to, you don't think of the bad things. Think about this. When somebody dies, you're not sitting there in a funeral home saying, eh, this person. You're yeah. sitting Oh my God, this person. And you think about the beautiful moments throughout your life. So this is something that I've taught many, many people because I deal with 
children because I'm we're caring for their clients. I I don't know why I'm why is this my project now? Because it feels like a project. I have this project that I didn't raise my hand for, and here we are. And and I say to people, I know you're angry, but this is your mother. This is your father. You need to get massages, meditate. You need to really process what is happening because it's not going to get better with your parent. And you have to be well enough to be able to comprehend that nothing is forever. (laughs) Things um, end and at the end of the day, when your parent is going to the other side, you wanna say to yourself, I did everything possible to make things well for my parent. Yeah. Wow. That's so, it's beautiful. I love this. This is like incredible. (laughs) I feel like everything you're saying is like, I need to hear that right now, you know? So um, I think it's not just me. And uh, like I said to you before we started recording, you know, a year ago, I, I, or even less than that, I met you probably six months, six, seven months ago. I was like, wow, what Liz does is like really important. But now that I'm in it, I'm like, wow, this is like, I'm rethinking the whole thing. And again, like, you know, when you're pregnant and well, you know, know, when you're pregnant, you, people tell you, oh, birth is going to be like this. Being a mom is going to be like this. And you go, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll figure it out. It's yes. the same kind of thing. You, you, people can tell you, but until you're in it, you're kind of like, I'll figure it out. But once you're in it, <laughs> and that's why like, I always wanted to work with pregnant women because I wanted to say to them, no, no, but you, there's a lot you can do to make the whole process better, nutritionally, health-wise, right? And I think this parallels any other transition in life, whether it's yeah. going to college. Well, this is a lot more intense, but you know, getting pregnant, getting married, getting divorced, bringing up children, dealing with teens, like all of these things are even just being a professional woman in, like you said, in a corporate environment, when you approach these challenges in life, are you going to come at it as somebody who's compromised because you're not taking care of yourself? Yes. And then everybody suffers, yourself and everybody around you who, who's relying on you suffers. Or are you going to make that choice to say, in order for me to approach this situation at my best, I have to take care of myself. Absolutely. Meditation, prayer. I love that you said that because I think, and I'm a nutritionist, I'm not a Buddhist monk or a stress management expert or a psychologist. But I would, I always say that when it comes to your self-care and your health, your mindset first, mindset first. So that means for most of us, 99% of us in the modern society, meditation and prayer or prayer, you know, if you don't pray, it's absolutely essential because then it, then you, you get into kind of a better headspace. You're a little bit calmer and then you go, oh yeah, I actually also need to take a walk and maybe buy some berries for myself to keep up the fiber intake. <laughs> or, or you're more calm when you're interacting in these stressful situations. So I feel like what all of what you're saying is that, you know, come from that place of self-care so that you yeah. can, and also just psychologically, emotionally be able to, like you were talking about with when, you know, eventually this person is going to pass away, probably sooner rather than later. So 
how are you, what are you doing to uh, go through that process for yourself, for your own emotional and physical health? Are you ignoring it, denying reality? And I really wanted to ask you about pride. Mm-hmm. Because this, this, like we talked about earlier, that transition from being very self-sufficient to not being self-sufficient. Some people have more pride than others. I will share, my father has a lot of pride. And it's fascinating to see that process. But I think that denying the mm-hmm. reality causes a lot of extra problems that could be avoided. Absolutely, because most of us have within us a victim mentality. Uh, We're the victim. Oh, poor me. Oh, why me? But if the mind is guiding what is going to happen, instead of being the victim, why can't we try to be the hero? Because many times we ourselves are having messages or there's a voice. You could have done better. Uh Not doing this well. And I think the first thing has to be forgiving ourselves, saying to your higher power, I do this. Please forgive me for all the things that I'm saying to myself. We Mm. have to talk to us that way because we're the ones that are giving these messages. Because someone that could say something to us, someone that bothered you, someone that said, why are we giving that person all of that power? What that means is we're not in control of ourselves. So somebody cuts me off while I'm driving. I don't even know who it is. Why am I going to have that person disturb my mindset? Mm. So same thing when you're dealing with an aging parent, someone with memory issues, they don't even know what they're saying. What they're saying to them is a reality. Mm -hmm. So if we sort of take a step back and say, I can't feed into what my mother or father is saying or doing because they're not well. (laughs) My position is, (laughs) what can I do? And immediately it has to be some self-reflection, going for a walk, you know, doing three yoga breaths before reacting to that situation. And it's very hard, Jill. I, I had to work on myself a lot Because what it is, you're seeing a parent. My mother was everything to me. She was so wonderful. She raised me. And now she's not the same person. That is something that's painful. Very, very painful. But we can't change that situation. So what we have to do is go back to those wonderful moments that we had with our parent to give us the fortitude to deal with what is at present. My mother has Alzheimer's dementia. It's not her fault, but this is where she is. And I am the person that is responsible, you know, for her care. But what I mean by that, responsible with hiring the right people to care for her, going to the right, you know, healthcare entities, not me doing everything because you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. So that was the point that I was trying to make that yeah. it is a painful situation, but it's something that we have to deal with because who else is going to do it? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I love, you know, I wanted to get a little bit into what you do because you've mentioned it a little bit, but maybe go into a little bit more detail because 
the idea that there is somebody, and I called you when my father first, yes. you know, when he was really going downhill, you, you're in a different state than my father. So mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot that you could really do, but you know, the, the, the idea that you would have somebody, an advisor really to say, okay, this is how the system works because I will say right now, the system is, I mean, and my father's well off. He's, he's not on Medicaid. Right. You know, we have a lot of resources. There's a lot of children. We all get along, like considering what type of situation one could be. And I think we're in a relatively strong place. And yet when it came to understanding, well, my father's in the hospital. Now what do we do? I made a lot of mistakes, you know, uh, three, three, four weeks ago. Um, it would have been nice if somebody had been here to advise me about the system yeah. completely. Yeah. Like, this is what, there's a difference between skilled nursing and long-term care. I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of intricacies to this. And then you have all the payment things to think about, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, and all that stuff. So is that is that what you do? So I mean, I know you also have AIDS, right? Yeah, so in other words, I own always best care senior services. So that is much more than just deploying a home health aid to one of my clients. It's the overall following the continuum of care for a client, for a senior. So the first thing is I sit down with families to understand in totality what is going on because many times it may not be that they need a certified home health aid to deliver home care. It may mean they need physical therapy, they can get a skilled care agency in the home to do that. And that's something that I had to learn myself going through the yeah. process with my mother. As much as I knew about healthcare, I knew healthcare from a different perspective because it's, it's very vast. So this is why I'm dedicated to helping others with consultations and advice as to how to proceed, because I have an arsenal of resources that I use. I, I partner with so many other colleagues that I can bring them to the family for their father or mother to better help with their care. So that is why there's geriatric care managers, there's uh, senior advisors. I'm a combination of all of that because I've been working in this space for 30 years. Right, yeah. And But you really, just getting down to the, the real detailed stuff, you're in northern New Jersey. So yes. let's say somebody was in Atlantic City, you know, same state, but yes. in a totally different area. Would you work with them or are you very kind of local? So that is a very, very good question. I remember when I was searching for help with my mom and people mm -hmm. wouldn't help me. So yeah. I'm dedicated anyone that calls me whether or not they're going to use my services, I will help with advice because uh -huh. people need to know they need guidance. So yeah. I never turn anyone away that is searching for information. They can be calling me from New York because I'm licensed for in New Jersey. They could be uh -huh. calling me from, I will say, let me find out who it, where you are in your location 
can can help you as mm-hmm. I would help you if you were right here in New Jersey. Right, right. Okay, yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. I, 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 you know, there may be people listening who are like, yeah, I know all about this, but I think if you haven't been through it, you don't know. And honestly, I think that one could go through it with one parent and and then learn that maybe you could do it better next time, you know, right. and, and, and do things a little bit differently. But so, I, so I think I it's... So I'll give you an example. I have taken care of clients that their mm-hmm. children are nurses, they're physicians. But, mm-hmm. but when it comes to this, even though it could be a doctor, it's too emotional. Mm-hmm. It is so emotional that you can't even think straight to do something with your loved one, but yet you could do it with a patient. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. So yes. that's why you have to step away and let others help in this situation with the care of your loved one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really important. Wow. This is just, I'm so glad we had this conversation. I think it's going to be very valuable. I almost feel like, like when you go into my website, it's like the first video that you see. (laughs) (laughs) Even though we we may not use the video, but I, because it's, it's more about my background as a little crazy because I'm at my father's house. I understand. We can do, and we can do this again and we can, you know, do it, you know, if you would like, you know, to, to discuss different areas of of when it comes to taking care of your mm-hmm. parent or a loved one. Because yeah. sometimes, remember, some people never had children and now they're yeah. seniors. So now there is a niece, a goddaughter, a cousin, a friend that is the power of attorney for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so there's so many legs to this that it's yeah. hard to, you know, talk about it you know, in, right. in, in one a podcast, you know, we, we can do others, you know, to address, you know, different areas when it comes to a loved one that needs care. Yeah, yeah, I would really appreciate that. And I think this is, I think we covered a lot of important things in terms of just a big picture mm-hmm. perspective on this. Definitely, I will make another plug for the meditation. Yes. I've meditated every day for the past month, every single day. I don't care what's going on. I, I make sure I'm walking every day. I'm getting into nature. Be, and well, you know, I, this is my background, right? Like I, 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 know, I, I know that <laughs> self care is, I think the most important thing you can do. I mean, your health. And, and it's interesting because when you see someone sick, you also go, oh, no, I don't want that to happen to me. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. so then then it does make me prioritize, of you course. know, eating healthfully, even though we don't have a lot of time. Because self, self-care is health care. You want to be yes. healthy. You need to take care of yourself first. <laughs> right, right. And there's a lot that you can do. And this is something that, you know, we always do when we're helping our clients lose weight and get healthy and balance hormones and stuff is where there's a will, there's a way. If you know that you want to eat a certain way, you can make it happen. You will make it happen. No matter how stressful things are, you you stop, you stop and you go, you know what? That person's going to wait 15 minutes because I'm going to stop by here. I'm going to brush my hair, take a, you know, wash my face, yes. eat a snack, you know, like the little things like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I think you, it's so easy to get into the rush, rush, rush mode, whether it's caring for uh, uh, somebody or it's just your corporate career or your clients, 
you know, I, I, um, I'm very careful. Like we don't really, and I, this is our culture and you know, the, the nutritionists who work for me, uh, we're available Monday through Friday, nine to five. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we don't really, and I know that everybody doesn't operate that way, but that's kind of the standard culture that I've set is that let's model self-care absolutely you know downtime downtime is important and then you're refreshed and then you're you're a better person for whatever it is that you're doing absolutely i couldn't agree with you more i live by that i try to eat healthy getting sleep sleep cures anxiety and depression and there's a study that shows that as we uh, as we get older we're supposed to be sleeping more When you're Mm -hmm. younger, you can sleep six hours a night, seven. But as we're getting older, we should be sleeping eight hours, nine hours, because that way you're waking up refreshed. If you're not waking up refreshed, as you know, you're you're starting off not having a good day (laughs) because you're tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes you eat more, too, and and Mm -hmm. crave like the wrong foods. And I actually did a, a little lunch and learn last week, I think that was, and we talked all about how to get better sleep. So yeah. if anybody's listening, you can reach out to me and ask me for that's on YouTube. But this has been great, Liz. I really appreciate your time, your expertise, you. your wisdom, your that insightfulness of really getting right to the core of the issue in terms of the self-care. And I love, you know, um, getting sick as a part of life. <laughs> yes, it, it's... Um... It's a hard one, but it it, it almost takes the pressure off to think of it that way, you know? Yes, it takes the pressure off because, of course, we're taught, I don't want to say that we're taught not to take care of ourselves, but it's not spoken of enough (laughs) to take care of our our well-being of ourselves and, and making the time. The world will not, you know, go to the end if we do not meditate, if we don't go to the gym. The same way we have to eat and sleep, there are other things that are part of our self-care. And why do we postpone it? Why do we reschedule it? We shouldn't be doing that. That should be a priority. Whatever makes you feel good, that's healthy. That should be a priority. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I'm clapping here because this is, I love that. You're preaching to the choir here. I know. All right. Well, this has been great, Liz. Thank you. We will put in the show notes for people to reach out to you and and, uh, learn more. Absolutely. I appreciate everything, you you know, this conversation. It has been my pleasure. And I wish you to have a good day and all great things for you and your family. Thank you, Liz. Thank you so much for listening to that episode with Liz Johnson. And as we talked about, and I think you're pretty aware of right now, since you listened, is that she is an advisor and a consultant for senior care. And she also has her company, which is called Always Best Care, and they provide senior services of various kinds. So if you are in a situation right now where you have a parent who's getting a little bit older or just, you know, so maybe you're already in the in the situation where somebody is aging and has illness and that sort of thing, I strongly recommend 
looking into different aspects of this because it, it is a complex situation. As we talked about in the episode, there's different financial ramifications. There's many different levels of care that are out there. And talking to someone who's an expert is just so invaluable. Liz is in New Jersey. You know, even if you're not in New Jersey and you just want to get a little, ask her a question or just reach out, you can do that. We're going to put her LinkedIn profile in the show notes and we will also put her website alwaysbestcare.com and she's in Bergen County so it's New Jersey Maywood Wayne so if you're in Bergen County definitely even if your parents are still young and vibrant and you think this is never nothing's ever going to happen it's something to think about and be prepared for so I, I feel like this was a very, very valuable episode. Thank you for listening. And on that note, we talked a lot about self-care and I believe very strongly self-care is essential for whether you're in, uh, you know, just trying to lose weight or you have uh, just want to optimize your health or you have health challenges. Self-care is so important and that's a big part of what we do. So to learn more about us, you can go to winweightloss.com, W-Y-N for with your nature, because we work and help people to understand your own nature, right? Your own your own likes and dislikes and genetics and, and your history, right? Your medical, all of that has to be personalized. So with your nature, weight loss, and we have long-term you know, six month to a year programs for hormonal balancing, for healthy, sustainable weight loss, and for optimizing your health. So check us out. And we have a ton of blog articles on that website. So you can go in and just read and learn and, and explore. And please do share this podcast episode with whoever you think could benefit and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening.